Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to check out the latest episode of Crop Factor. Now, for more context on this episode, feel free to visit youtube.com forward slash EMT films so you can contextualize all the information that we provide on the audio experience. You can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook where I post behind the scenes content on everything you see in here. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic day. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Thank you so much for taking the time to hang out. In this video, we're sharing five tips for vertical shots with Moza Mini S. Let's do this. Now you're gonna be able to apply these tips to pretty much any gimbal in the industry. Having said that, I do have a relationship with Moza and they have hired me multiple times for their different events and they are a constant sponsor of the channel. That's why we're featuring the Moza Mini S. If you have not seen the five reasons why I like the Moza Mini S, go ahead and check it out. But I figured I'd give you the heads up that I do have a relationship and Moza has been a sponsor of my YouTube channel. Now vertical shot or better known in the industry as dolly zoom or that push-pull effect can be achieved just by simply zooming in and moving backwards. It's kind of like the opposite direction. You can also revert it by zooming out while you're moving forward. That way, as you're zooming in, for example, you're compressing the background and compensating by moving backwards. And it creates that really cool effect of the background kind of like getting closer to your subject. It kind of flattens out the image. It compresses the image when you're zooming in. This is really cool because it adds a lot of drama. It adds a lot of focus. If you add some special effect audio to it or music in the background, you can actually amplify an emotion or just simply make your promo video or B-roll better. Now let's go ahead and dive in and share tip number one, ninja walk-in. And I feel this is an essential technique just to overall filmmaking because not only it will make your vertigo shots smoother, but your entire filming session. This minimizes the impact that gets transferred all the way up to the lens and it helps with a little micro vibration. So here's an example between a shot of just me regularly walking and filming in a straight line versus me applying ninja walking technique. And once again, you can call it the way you want it. Here we kind of call it ninja walking and it might be a really good idea for merch. Let me know if you agree in the comment section down below. But yes, bend your knees, keep your back straight and put one foot in front of the other as you're carefully moving. And you'll notice a big, big difference as you continue to film with your smartphone and gimbal. Tip number two, get close. You're rarely going to encounter an ideal situation where you have the necessary items in the environment to give a really, really nice vertigo shot. But by getting closer to your subject, you'll be able to create that really cool immersive effect of vertigo. Even if you have other items nearby that could add up to the experience, that way the viewer can see the displacement and can see how far the background is from your subject and vice versa. So whenever you're trying to create a vertigo effect, if you don't have a hallway or something that could give the illusion of the background compressing against your main subject, just get as close as possible to your subject that way it becomes a little bit more dramatic. Tip number three is digital image stabilization. Just because you have a gimbal doesn't really mean that your footage is gonna be perfect 100% of the time. And that's when digital image stabilization comes in. Video editing programs like Premiere Pro and Final Cut Pro have the capability of adding an additional level of stabilization to your footage by doing digital image stabilization. Jesus Christ. They're con there's a construction right outside my window. Sometimes you might be readjusting your grip or maybe you had a misstep and there's some 
impact that gets transferred to your footage. And as you continue to zoom in, you're going to crop your image digitally and you're gonna start noticing a lot of micro vibrations the more you zoom in. So your editing software will analyze your footage and try to keep everything centered in frame and add additional level of image stabilization. Give yourself a couple of extra inches of headroom that way when the software applies that image stabilization analysis and it crops your image, you still have the necessary items in your frame. Another tip within the tip is to film in 4K. That way when you apply the digital image stabilization and there's cropping in your video, your quality doesn't get degraded. And Final Cut Pro is really easy. All you have to do is select your footage and there's actually an image stabilization check mark on your inspector. And if you notice, there's a little bit of cropping, but the results are pretty awesome. Tip number four, it's going to be slow motion. Whenever you're creating that awesome vertigo shot of zooming in while you're moving backwards or zooming out while you're moving towards your subject, you might only have a three to five second clip. So whenever I slow things down, if you end up with a five second clip, you'll end up with a 10 second clip. This is very, very useful when you're filming B-roll because you can slow things down and extend the actual length of your footage. Whenever I see myself in a situation where I don't have as much footage as I would like, I tend to leverage slow motion a lot, whether I'm filming regular B-roll or vertigo shots. But for vertigo shots, you're taking your audience very, very slowly throughout that process. And it, I don't know, it just adds a little bit more drama to it as well. It all comes down to context. There's also really, really cool vertigo shots of being really fast and very sudden. But if you're telling a story and you want it to be part of a B-roll sequence, slowing things down might actually work really, really well and actually give a little bit better illusion of stability. In Final Cut, you can actually select your clip, hit Command-R, and here you can select how slow you want your footage to be. I traditionally select 50% if I'm filming at 60 frames, but if you're filming at a higher frame rate, you could go even further to 25 or even 10% speed, which is awesome. And tip number five is going to be avoid using the dual lens. On the iPhone XS, you actually have the option to select the dual lens setting. That means that when you're zooming in, the app will take you from the wide angle lens and switch over to the telephoto lens. You might notice a slight jump between the wide angle and the tele lens as you continue to zoom. And I personally think this removes you from the experience if you're trying to showcase a continuous shot of vertigo. So I highly encourage you to avoid the dual lens setting and settle for the wide lens setting, not only because when you're shooting 4K, you have a little bit more headroom to play and you're gonna avoid that slight jump between lenses. But I wanna know what you think. Let me know your thoughts in the comment section down below. If you have any questions or suggestions, drop them down there so we can continue to create crispy, relevant content for you. Every piece of gear that I use is down in the description. And as always, thank you for sharing your time with me. I'll catch you on the next one.